0: The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need. The relationships you trust.
1: Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. As we are wrapping up a week heading into a holiday weekend. I'm Susan Littlefield here on the Rural Radio Network. And Ken Beagle joining us with CHS Hedging and the Russell Consulting Group. We got some positive numbers once again as we head towards this holiday weekend. A lot of outside market influences coming from China, the the dollar, a lot of different factors to look at today.
0: Yeah, and and I think the trade here these last two days has been all about uh, Chinese rumors, and there are plenty of them. Uh, I'd say that there's almost none of them that are substantiated, but um, you know you do see reports. Inside the administration, they, their, their, people have their inside sources and, and they're putting things out there and the market is reacting to them. Uh, today I think the most, uh, you know, I heard a couple of interesting ones. One that there was a dollar figure, uh, that was going to be bantied about of 50 billion dollars of, um, U.S. agricultural products. And, you know, if you think about soybeans, for example, uh, we were going to ship them uh, maybe 1.3 billion bushels of soybeans. Well, to just call it $10 a bushel. That's 13 billion beans. Well, if we're going to get up to $50 billion, then we need a lot of other stuff. So that's where the corn and the hogs and potentially wheat and all these other things sort of come into play. And, uh, you know, you question... Boy, fifty billion dollars of ag products—that's a—that's a a lot uh, of—that's a lot of buying. And and another report that we saw today suggested that this could take place uh, over a six-year span. So you know that much buying each and every year. And of course, you know that doesn't even—that only cuts into you know ten percent of the five hundred billion dollar deficit that we have with the Chinese. So. Um, the marketplace will then assume that there'll be some other things that are going to happen as well, and uh, you know that's that's where all the optimism is coming
1: from. Well, and there's there seems to be a lot of um, talk too of them. You talked about the corn and the beans a little bit, but I mean importing of of U.S. wheat as well from China. But there's no concrete information out there to all these rumors.
0: No, there isn't, and that's the that's the conundrum for the trade is that. Uh, how do you trade this every day, okay? You can't rally every day off of the same stories. And that's why we end up having this price action where, you know, for a couple of days we have a big rally and we get up toward the higher part of the range and then the rumors subside and the market falls back and we get down toward support where we got to here just a couple of days ago. Um, and But we've been holding our support we've been we've been respecting resistance on the upside and holding support on the downside and kind of having a lot of volatile trade back and forth but really not actually going anywhere
1: looking to our neighbors to the south i know that there's been a lot of um, excess of rain pockets dry pockets as well as they're all trying to get um, harvest underway or continue with harvest in many areas
0: that's correct Uh, you know continue with harvest and of course you know very early harvest in in december in brazil and you know still a very very slow pace of harvest uh in through january it picks up in february and uh tends to culminate in march so i mean it's still pretty early but there is um, uh there is uh harvest going on and there are weather issues that that continue to get um a lot of attention you know there are definitely pockets of uh, dry areas, some of those pockets have already done their damage on the areas that are either have just have been harvested or or are just being harvested, um, and that's why you've seen estimates come down from the 122 million ton area. Uh, down into a range of right now probably 115 million tons down to or up to maybe 118 million tons is I think where the trade wants to be at right now. So we've maybe lost 5 million tons. You know the truth of the matter is is that without some sort of a Chinese agreement uh a Brazilian crop at 122 or 115 is fairly irrelevant. Um there are plenty of soybeans in the world and and uh, they will get a a, a large portion of that business uh, with a crop that size.
1: Did they not just, um, in the last couple of days, kind of downsize their crop numbers coming out of uh, Brazil?
0: Um, actually, so you have a lot of different private reports. You know, you have um, a number of entities in Brazil that put out private estimates. We, uh, we have a subscription to uh, Dr. Michael Cordonier, and, uh, he puts out a, an estimate every week, and he's, uh, actually he didn't drop his estimate this past week, but he had dropped his estimate four weeks prior. Uh, some of the other private firms in, in South America will issue, uh, reports once a month, and we've had a, you know, you get a series of them, um, they don't all come on the same schedule, but I think we've had one or two more, uh, that have come out in the last week, and they have all been, you know, trending lower in terms of Brazilian production.
1: What are you seeing um, with this government? I kind of wanted to get your opinion with this government shutdown, the partial shutdown that's underway. How is that making you guys's job any more difficult with trying to get the data that you need?
0: Well, um, it's, it's a great question, and uh, you know, the government websites still work so all the historical data is there we're just not getting any new data um there is new data that we think will be interesting we do think that uh, corn and soybean yields both are going to come down a little bit on the next report um partially due to uh the very very extended harvest that we have uh have had and uh, the fact that there was some field loss that was associated with that extended harvest
1: more of the Fontenelle final bell coming up here in just a moment you're listening to the rural radio network peter Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as Ken Beetle joins us with CHS Hedging and the Russell Consulting Group out of St. Paul, Minnesota. We look at this market. We're going to switch gears and jump over to the livestock side of the trade. The cattle market has seen kind of a mixed type of trade activity. Are we seeing kind of limited numbers in the trade for a Friday?
0: well what we've what we've had here is a lot of concern about the weather in the cattle market okay and uh you know we talked offline about the storms that are starting to come through and icy roads and some of the issues that are going on and uh um, in the southwest uh you know those are that's the kind of weather pattern that um is generally uh, bullish. The cattle market tends to take bullishly, and and uh, there's been a storm or storms that have been on the horizon. And so, what we've seen here for much of the week is was a lot of bull spreading in cattle. Um, the uh, uh, the nearby month getting an awful lot of support as uh, transportation of cattle into the marketplace was going to be difficult, as well as um, you know, uh, feedlot conditions uh, not being conducive for uh, good uh, weight gain. And so you had um, uh, a number of days here where the February cattle was the leader. Well, today what we saw was some profit-taking on that trade going into the weekend and maybe some thoughts that the weather patterns, while still maybe challenging, weren't going to be quite as bad as everyone thought they were going to be. And so, therefore, today you ended up seeing uh, the February contract close um, lower on the day while all of the other months uh, closed higher. And that's, you know, sort of a profit-taking kind of day on the kind of trade we'd had up until this point during the week.
1: Well, the feeder cattle on Thursday had some triple-digit losses that we're seeing within the trade. Have they been able to kind of start to come back a little bit from those losses on a Friday?
0: yeah they did today and um you know i think that the feeder cattle market quite frankly was a little bit oversold um and you know uh, ultimately we still see good demand for cattle we see still see good demand for feeder cattle with corn prices even though they have rallied a little bit the last couple of days still being quite cheap and uh you know all things considered um you know uh, putting cord into feeder cattle still seems to be a, a, a pretty doggone good idea especially with live cattle prices as high as they uh, as high as they've been man- maintaining
1: what's your thoughts on the box beef trade
0: um, you know it's uh, it was a little bit uh, again concerning concerned today with transportation issues um, because of the weather uh, ultimately though you know that market had been on a pretty good run. I tend to think we, we've we probably seen as much as we need to do in the box beef.
1: Head over to the hogs. Some sharp gains had swept through their complex. Looking at the global picture, I'm sure African swine fever continues to weigh on it. But here in the States, what are your thoughts for this uptick in the market?
0: Well, I think it has to do not just with Asian swine fever, but with a, a general overall um, excitement and or anticipation of what might be in a mix to the chinese obviously in the grains everyone focuses on the soybeans but with the asian swine fever specifically you have to think uh... that uh... a a package that would that might be as high as fifty billion dollars would include an awful lot of pork and um... you know seasonally we do tend to uh... tend to trend the uh... uh... the pork market higher at this time of the year anyway so with that type of news it becomes pretty easy for the hog market to rally.
1: Looking at some into the next week, what are your thoughts? What type of markets should we be keeping an eye on? Monday, of course, being a holiday with Martin Luther King Day. What are some things that we need to be thinking about as we head into this third week of January?
0: Well, I do think that growers need to be thinking about, you know, profitability and what sort of objectives do they have and be having their orders in there. You um, so that if we do get some positive news out of the uh, uh, Chinese negotiations that uh, that their orders are resting and that uh, that they get some sales made um, also think it's not a bad place to hedge some cattle here to be quite honest uh, I think the profitability there is pretty good and if you get summer month hogs back up toward our recent highs uh, you know we like uh, locking in some profits there as well
1: well, it has been kind of a, a frustrating start to 2019 when it comes to trying to do any sort of marketing like they did, for example, in the last couple of years.
0: Yeah, um, certainly the grains have not, are not as high as they uh, were, but you know we, we certainly hold out some optimism in corn and wheat anyway that those opportunities are still yet in front of us.
1: What's the best way for folks to be able to get a hold of you, Kent?
0: Uh, 800-328-6530 is our phone number. And uh, we'd be more than happy to hear from your listeners if they have questions on their marketing.
1: As we wrap up the trading week, our guest today on the Fontenelle Final Bell, Kent Beetle Kent is with CHS Hedging and the Russell Consulting Group based out of St. Paul, Minnesota. You can always find this on our podcast through krvn.com or radio.com as well. Thanks so much to Fontenelle and all the local Fontanelle dealers for the sponsorship It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network.
0: You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.